What is going on, beautiful people? Welcome to another episode of the Narcissist Code. I'm your favorite self-aware narcissist, Lee Hammock, and I use this series right here to bring awareness to narcissistic personality disorder, raise, you know, get more people into therapy, and also validate the victims and survivors of said disorder. Today's episode is going to be about my biggest regret so far being a diagnosed narcissist. Personal story. So if you want to tune in, you can tune in now. This is going to be a personal story, y'all. So it's going to be deep. It's going like maybe a trigger warning for y'all, but you know, we'll see. So as y'all know, I've been personally, I've been clinically diagnosed with narcissistic personality disorder. I've been in therapy for it, psychotherapy. I'm not a psychopath, but I've been in psychotherapy, talk therapy since October of 2017 for it. Um, and I, you know, of course you have a lot of regrets. I think a lot of people think that becoming self-aware and getting a narcissist therapy me automatically means that that person is going to be better. It's going to be better. Like I got my ex at therapy. I got my narcissist person in the therapy and they're going to be better. Nope. There's not a guarantee to be better. Y'all. It, it, it just isn't. It's not a guarantee to be better. And, but the fact that I'm working on myself and I feel like, am I a better person? Yes. But also at the same time, am I a better narcissist? Also, yes. Both things are true. Both things can be true. And like when I woke up and like I said, I've been in, I've been in therapy since October, 2017. I have three kids, a 13 year old, 13 and a half, uh, five and a half, almost five and a half and a one year old. She just turned one. And my biggest thing that I think about all the time now that bugs me, one of the most, the biggest thing that bugs me, I talked about this in therapy as well, is that all my kids get different versions of the same person. All my kids said that, and all my kids sat down in 10 years and talked about me. They will all have different stories to tell, and that bugs me so much, y'all. I don't think I understand how much that bugs me. I don't get emotional when I think about it because, like, there's something, like, I be telling y'all, it's not a demon spirit. It's literally a personality disorder. When I feel like I'm about to get emotional, something literally kicks in and shuts it off. I wish I could describe it to you, but it's literally like a switch. Something kicks into me and shuts the emotional con- connect off. You Sometimes on videos, if you're watching some of my videos and you see me kind of, like, just shake a little bit and close my eyes, something is shutting the emotional connection off. So I've done this on videos before. I was just like, oh, I told my therapist. And I was like, look, what is going on? I like, I hate the fact that my kids get different versions of me because my 13 year old, he's, you know, I've been in therapy for four years. So, he, but he was four, he was eight and a half, eight years old. When I first got into therapy, he was born May 17, 2008. He gets a totally different version of me. He got eight, seven, eight years of me. Well, I told him, yeah, he got seven, eight years of me undiagnosed nine years maybe i forget i don't know how to do the math but he's born in uh, 2008 so he got all those years of me being an undiagnosed unaware narcissist treating people badly women in and out of his life just treating his mom badly just just you know yelling and screaming at him expecting the best out of him making him insecure yelling and just doing the worst stuff type of stuff to kids y'all know how narcissists are with kids expecting the best of him but not helping him be the best you know, yelling and screaming at him correcting that correcting errors it, you know just what just i need a's I, I'm not going to tell you how to help get you get your A. You need to get an A. He gets a totally different version because I, I, one of the things that almost made me cry one day to let Switch kick in, he told me one day a couple months ago, like about last year, he said that you don't yell as much anymore. And I love you for that. And I was just like, ah, ugh, shook it off. I was like, hmm, thanks, man. He said, you don't yell as much anymore. And I, I, I'm proud of you. My, my, my son told me he was proud of me, which is weird, of course. But he said he's proud of me. You know what I mean? I was like, wow. You know, it just like made sense. I don't, I try not to yell no more. Do I still yell? Yeah, I still yell. I still rage out every once in a while. I've had one rage out incident in the, in the last, I had one, one rage out incident 
in what was it September of 2020 I think you know so it's been over, a, over almost two years a year and a half since you know since the rage incident and that, that incident you know it was outrageous but he's 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 like I don't he I can see him becoming his own man I love it I love watching he's a teenager now he's becoming his own man he has his own little personality he's becoming more comfortable in himself I love watching him grow up and change right in front of my face because I'm changing I'm helping him and it's making him more comfortable in his own person in his own person. He gets a different, he gets it, he got a different dad. Then, you know, when I, for his first eight, nine years of life, when I, in 2017, he was, uh, eight years old when, uh, he's about to turn nine. When I quit my job, I erratically quit my full time job to do to become a real estate agent. I quit my full time job making like $30 an hour at Harris Teeter Distribution Center in Greensville, North Carolina. I quit my job and became, became a real estate agent. <laughs> no guaranteed income. I'm paying all the bills. My wife had got laid off from her job or whatever. And was pregnant. <laughs> was she pregnant? No, she had had a baby. We had like a Kingston was six, seven months old. So that whole time I was going, yeah, I quit my job, become a real estate agent. And in that same period of time, my son was like six months old. He was born October in 2016. He's the one I was yelling at. So my six month old, I was in therapy. I had started therapy, but it wasn't like, you know, the first few therapy sessions, they don't change anything, y'all. They're just kind of, you know, auxiliary sessions where you get, you know, introductory sessions where you get to know the person. No real change is expected in the first few therapy sessions. You're just getting to know people. You know what I mean? You're just, they know your first name now. <laughs> you know, so my youngest, my middle son, he's he's five now, but he got a, he's the one I was yelling and screaming at because I wasn't succeeding. I'm not where I want to be in life because of you, you and your brother, y'all kids. Take out all my damn time yelling at my, at my son. So he got a, he got the unbalanced Lee Hammock too, the unbalanced early in his life as a, you know, crawling infant. I don't know if he was crawling yet. He was crying. I couldn't get him to stop crying. I was trying to do something. I was trying to work, and I could not get him to stop crying. So I had to go shut him up. And I was like, "Just shut up!" You know that stuff happened. And I'm just like, "Wow." That's that's when my wife came home. She came home. And I was yelling at my, my my son. Called me a narcissist, and that's what got me started on the narcissist journey <laughs> to discover what was going on with me. You know what I mean? Wait, wait. No, no. Yeah, yeah. This uh, this uh, 2017. Yep. So that's before therapy. So that's no, no. That's before therapy. Sorry, I got the timelines mixed up. I went to therapy October 7, 2017. But in May, April, I had quit my job and stuff like that. And that's when I yelled at my son. So you see how that works right there? I hadn't started therapy yet. Sorry, I mixed that up a little bit. So October 2017, I started my therapy. My son was born October 2016. That's why I get mixed up at. So I hadn't started therapy yet. And my wife came home, yelled, I'm yelling and screaming at my son. She called me, it's so hard living with a narcissist. I'm like, you're a damn narcissist. Get the hell out of here. Take the little bastard with you. you know what I mean? I'm talking about my son. I'm mad. I'm yelling and screaming. Y'all were like, Lee, call your son, little bastard. Yeah, I'm yelling and screaming. I'm mad. Narcissistic rage. I can't control what comes out of my mouth. Y'all want to know the real me? You get the real me. Y'all keep expecting me to lie and sugarcoat stuff. Y'all know. Yeah, I love my kids. I love my kids. And I, that's why I said it bothers me that they all get different versions of me. So I'm just like, look, go ahead and do this. You know, I'm a, I, and I looked up narcissism because you call me narcissist. And that's what that started on the journey. <laughs> I ended up going to therapy and I thought I was going to go to therapy. I ended up going to therapy October that year. Ended up getting diagnosed very soon after. And here we are years later. So I've been in therapy since October 2017. My daughter. Yeah, but, but in April of 2020, my wife left me again. So I've been in therapy three and a half years, y'all. My wife still left me. That's why I keep telling y'all. Therapy is not the end all be all. My wife still left me while I was in therapy because I still get distance. I still get disconnected and things like that. But she came back. I went back to therapy, worked on myself. She came back and I read the whole Bible. She came back. We had a <laughs> Hoover baby. I wouldn't call her the trap baby, Hoover baby. We had another, got pregnant really soon after she came back home. Because she left in April, she came back in May or June. She had a baby in February. So y'all do the, do the math on that one right there. So 
she had my my daughter was born last year, uh, 2021 in February. She's one years old. So she gets a refined version of myself. I've been in therapy for four years. She gets a totally different version of me. I look at her. I love her. I care about her. I'm, I'm trying to change the world for her. My old, my middle son, I regret yelling and screaming at him as a, as a toddler. He's coming into his own. He's be, being himself. My oldest son. You know, they all get different versions of me, and it just, like, bothers me, but they all get the best version of me right now while they're still in their youth, while they're still growing up and things like that. Becoming, I support all the stuff that they want to do, everything they want to do. You want to play baseball? Let's go. Let's go play baseball. You want to go outside? Let's go outside. Let's go to YMCA. I try to help them build character. I'm trying to help them become better people now. You know, because I want my kids, like, this is very rare for narcissistic people. A lot of narcissists compete with their kids. I want my kids to be better than me. I do. I literally do. And it's tough for me to say because it's just like it goes against my nature. It goes against the way my mind works. It's kind of like short-circuiting myself. Like, I short-circuit myself because I'm helping people. I'm actively helping people be better than me. I want you to be the best version. I tell my kids all the time, like, look, I want you to be better than me. Whatever that means to you, be better than me. Don't yell at your kids. Don't do this to your kids. Don't scream at your kids. You know what I mean? My little girl, she ain't got screaming. I should be a whole year old and I screamed at her one time. <laughs> I get frustrated because she's a little monster. She won't be. She look. She be antagonizing me. She want me to scream at her, but I haven't screamed at her. My, old, my middle son haven't yelled. I'm, I raise my voice. Yeah, I raise my voice sternly sometimes. My oldest son raise my voice sternly sometimes. Talk to him like he about to be a man here pretty soon. Thirteen. You got you know a few more years. But my biggest regret is they all get different versions of me. But now because like my oldest son, he got to watch me work in a warehouse for the first seven eight years of his life then become an entrepreneur then go to therapy then become a tiktoker youtuber my middle son real estate you know for his whole life he's seen me doing real estate pretty much <laughs> i've been a real estate agent taking him to she been, he been i've been had him in a, in a damn tula on my chest doing showings my youngest daughter i'm still a real estate agent now i'm doing youtube and you know tiktok and all the other stuff so she get everybody gets different versions of me and i want everybody to, they're going to be able to tell different stories about me and I want all of them to be empower each other and not be jealous. Like you got the best version of dad. He didn't yell as scream at you. He yelled. He was t- way tougher on me. Than he was on you. Y'all don't know. Y'all don't really know dad. He was, you know, you, you the new dad in his twenties. He was crazy. You know what I mean? He was, he was real crazy. Y'all get soft dad pretty much. The refined dad is a public, trying to be a public figure. So everything he does and says is in a public eye and things like that. So that's my biggest regret, y'all. That my kids get different versions of me. I didn't get therapy earlier. You know, I started therapy in October 2017, so I was 22, 32 years old. So I was pretty, you know, I was aged up. So when I ask when I'm doing one on ones with people, I ask people like, well, "How old your, how old is your significant other trying to get into therapy?" Oh, 75. I was like, 75. If they say 18, 19, I'm like, there might be a chance for that person to go to therapy and put in work, but don't, don't stay there. Staying there and standing by that person as they treat you terribly only enables the behavior. So don't use me as hope to stay in a relationship. I need to keep, I'm going to even, I'm going to put a shirt made and word it every video. Don't use me as hope to stay in a toxic relationship. You know, actually, I just want y'all to win. I want my kids to win. I want everybody to win and have a good life. I really, really do. Truly, I do. Y'all going to be like, yeah, when you get like me, 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 me. Anyways, y'all. Thank y'all for tuning in to another episode. I really, truly appreciate all of y'all. I know this is not my typical episode. I've been out and about today. I'm just, I'll be better tomorrow. I promise y'all. <laughs> Anyways, y'all, like and subscribe for more. Tune in for more. Turn on the notifications. I'm going live again. But until this is out, peace. And my my podcasters, thank y'all for tuning in. Thank y'all so much. Thank you, thank you, thank you. You know what I mean? I know y'all, y'all mean the world to me. Um, 
Yeah, I really do. If y'all haven't already, go. If you watch, if you listen to this on Apple Music or Apple Podcasts, hit me that five star review. I really appreciate it. I really, really do. You know what I mean? I got a couple of new ones. I got a couple, another new one. Danny B. Jenkins gave me five stars. She's the tender swindler. Tender, tender swindler is the tender swindler a narcissist social? I need to watch that. Danny, Danny B. Jenkins, you just inspired me to watch the tender, tender swindler. That's a, a tongue twister. Anyway, y'all, thank y'all so much for tuning in. I really appreciate every single one of y'all. Like and subscribe. Mental illness is out. Peace.